Hi. Good evening. Hello. Welcome to the South Road Boys live at the Penguin Beer Co. You told me it wasn't going to do that again. I I had hoped it wasn't going to do that again. Do you know we haven't had a live show here where we'll start it off where it doesn't fuck up somehow? And do you know that now's probably not the most appropriate time to bring that up? Because I'm right here. <laughs> so Joe looks after the sound, for those who don't know. Obviously, because yeah. it's not working and Troy's able to throw me under the bus. So I'm going to throw the obvious thing out first. Who here has listened to the show before? Anyone? There's a few. There's a few. Any um, no, does no one know why they're here? Excellent, yeah. excellent, yeah. excellent. Welcome. Welcome one, welcome all. You're our people. You are our people. Hopefully a new convert, but maybe not. Um, there is going to be a break later on, so if you want to leave, you can, but, you know, people have left during. <laughs> yeah, it's happened. <laughs> it's happened. Um, so for those who don't know us well, then we are the South Road Boys. We are. We do a podcast. For those who don't know what that is, it's like an audio talking thing that's meant to be funny. It's no. like internet wireless, for those people who don't know. Yes. We're, uh, we're actually getting close to our 300th episode, so there's 300 hours of us talking about crap, which is great. Now... One would imagine, Troy, he said sarcastically, that if you were coming up to such a massive milestone in something you've been doing for five years, wouldn't you want to be maybe, I don't know, celebrating that somehow by actually being in the country? (laughs) I may be going overseas. Yes. We haven't been able to do it for so long, though, Joe. I know. It's not my fault. Well, maybe you should call the International Cricket Board and say, hey, can you move this... Ashes series. <laughs> Ashes are important, Joe. Ashes are important. Yeah. But we are moving our numbers around, though. Yeah, so There's a bit of a whisper in the, the winds. So if you do listen to the podcast, you'll know that I think at the moment we're up to 293. So 294, 295, 296, that's all going to happen. This will be broken up into two episodes because we really want to milk it like we're on a dairy. But then you'll notice until Troy gets back, it'll be 299.1. 299.2, 299.3. Can't the 300. Can't the 300. I am thinking that we, I mean, I've got enough people from South Road here. I could probably get another plus one. You were thinking. My initial idea was to actually make it so, because you don't have to run them in number order. You have to put them in date order on Spotify's and Apple's and all the other fruits. And we could actually go. <laughs> what Spotify fruit do you eat? Mmm, <laughs> that's a lovely Spotify. So we thought to screw up people's minds who love order, we'd actually have episode 299 and the next week release 301. (laughs) And then once I return, do 300 and then just insert that one in there. Because it's the easiest way to insert it in (laughs) is when they're not expecting it. We didn't even have to say it that time. No, no, they knew it was coming. Automatically went there. Um, uh, What are we doing? What are we doing? What have you been up to? By the way, well, what are you get ready on? to fly away. I mean, the whole idea we're doing this live show is that if the plane crashes and yes. I die, at least people get to see our show live before I'm gone, and then you get a better co-host. Yeah, and if for those people who don't know, I've been probably telling a couple of people. Troy's doing a Kurt Cobain tribute act. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not a midlife crisis. That's just what he's running with at the moment. Well, this um, started with server. Yes. Yeah, then it went to Kurt Cobain. Yes. And today I got told it's Richard Branston when he was a little bit younger and a bit more famous and a bit more... Sir Richard. Yeah, he had the long hair and a bit of a beard, so... Yeah. I'd take that. Wouldn't you? Yeah. 
Fair enough. Dick Branson. Yeah. <laughs> Only if he lets me. <laughs> He's um, a virgin, though. So you're getting ready to go. <laughs> you're getting ready to go overseas abroad um, with some travelling companions. What's the itinerary? Uh, the itinerary, the main scope of it all was the ashes. So mm. we're doing two ashes tests, the second and the third. Mm. Uh, Bubba, who was in the back, is um, he's whoop, part whoop. of the threesome that is going. <laughs> a menage a trois. Yeah. So uh, we'll be doing a couple of days in London. <laughs> i tell you what, though. With your travelling companions, when you imagine a menage a trois, are any of those two boys in it? <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> no. Actually, no. No. Um, I'm sharing a room with Bubba a little bit, though. Hello. So, you know what? Any point in the storm? Beers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we turn what up. We've got a few on days tour, in, stays on tour, Bub. Yeah, a few days in England, and then we meet the uh, the tour squad group. And we've got five days of cricket, then we have three or four days in Manchester, Liverpool. <laughs> Where is it? Manchester and Liverpool. No, I do the accent. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. <laughs> I, I can't do accents. No, what's... Okay, I'll give Liverpool. you... I'll, no, Liverpool. No. <laughs> bloody, that was close. Liverpool. Do you remember what your Manchester name Manchester. was? Manchester. Yeah, but Is remember the name that you used to say to try and get your oh, head Oh, no, I it? don't even remember. What was it? Michael. Michael, that's right. Was... <laughs> <laughs> Michael. <laughs> Manchester. Manchester. Liverpool. No, so, no, I can't do the Liverpool. It's more like... Because I always think Liverpool. for those people... Anyone who does accents, um, I... Try and do them and, and whatever. I, I have a trigger of a, a thing that I listen to in my head that will help me try and get as close as I bloody well can to the accent. And for me, it's always the Beatles. Like, my name's George and I play the guitar and I come from Liverpool. <laughs> That's how I get there. See, and this is why I never try because yours are perfect. My name's Ringo when I play the drums. <laughs> Thomas was very tired after a hard night shunting. And all I've got is... With the fat controller. And all, and all I've got is... Michael. <laughs> That's it. Bublé. Myers. Michael Myers. <laughs> I think we actually went through all of these at some other point in time <laughs> when all you could come up with was Michael. That's all I got. Uh, so, yes. And, and we leave there, we go to Glasgow. Yes. Okay, here. Thank you. <laughs> Just around the world with you. It is. I don't even need to go anywhere. Well, it'd help if we were going to do the 300. If you didn't, <laughs> we can uh, play cricket in the backyard. I reckon we can get a you know, captain's 11 out of these people here. Oh, definitely. Uh, then we've got Amsterdam. Damn. So we're going to see that. Uh, then we've got Munich mm. in Germany. Uh, then Dublin. Mm. And then Phuket in Thailand. Have a bit of a lay on a beach. Wow. Because you're going to need to relax after that holiday. Uh, <laughs> now, you were telling me that you were going to get a host with the most to do the Ashes. That was former Australian Test captain Alan Border. Oh, yeah, but that's disappointing. So, so Border's out. Out Border. For personal reasons, apparently. Done a hammy. Yeah, not happy about that. But you know what? Shit happens. Who'd you get instead? Uh, we've got the, uh, the Hughes brothers. <laughs> Mervyn Kim. <laughs> Mervyn Kim Hughes. Yeah. yeah. They were actually a musical duo. Were they like <laughs> the later version of Bross? <laughs> Where Merv was not only a Hughes, but he was also the fat one. Yeah, no, I wouldn't have listened to that. No. No. How's that? You messed around, I caught you out. How's that? Um, yeah, so that's my gig. And Excellent. then I'll come back and then not long after that we do the 300. Not long after that we'll do the 300. We hope to. Well, if I make it back. If you make it back. Yeah. Uh, if not, lest we forget. But, mm. Mum, you're from South Road. 
that's fine. She's in. I've got Ellie in the back. She's from South Road. Yeah. Merle and Ivan, you're there as well. So I think we've got the South Road people covered. Yeah. Uh, the one thing we haven't done yet also, speaking mm. of parents. Oh, yes. We haven't done the inducted Merle. So for everyone oh. who knows the show, can we do a period? One, two, three. Oh, Troy! <laughs> Welcome for those to my mother people, in the audience. For those people who don't listen, uh, Troy's beautiful parents, Merle and Ivan, are in the audience um, because they support you and they love you almost unconditionally. Um, almost. <laughs> we had a conversation. Now, I've known the Barneses for, since I was 15 years old. So, you know, 15 years. <laughs> and, and we were having a conversation and for whatever reason, I did the worst Mrs. Barnes impersonation ever. And it all it was was, oh, Troy. It didn't sound anything like it. Nothing like it. But Please it take the time to go and meet the Barneses, <laughs> Merle and Ivan. They sound nothing like that, but it is stuck like glue. And I just love it so much. They, they love the fact that they come up in the podcast quite often. Um, there's there's the, the childhood antics, the sexual antics. <laughs> The caravanning antics. Ivan, he's talking about us again. (laughs) It's all right, love. You'll stop soon. (laughs) Wish you wouldn't do those voices, though. (laughs) But they love it. They They love me. They have to. They do. Hmm. After all, (laughs) I came from that. (laughs) (laughs) That that, that joined together and and I appeared. Can we all just take... magic. Just take a moment, have a look at the bars. <laughs> I love and that just, a spotlight. Just picture that moment. <laughs> 50 years ago. Just. Uh, <laughs> nine months later. There you go, love. Have a baby. No regrets. <laughs> Best Valentine's Day present ever. Yeah, born on Valentine's Day. How could say it? Well, almost. Ah, oh, close. 13. Day anyway. before. Now, uh, Mr. Barnes, I have a quandary. Well, not a quandary. I need your advice. I right. need your... I knew you were going to bring something up because you haven't told me what you're going to talk about. So. I've been hanging on to this now for two weeks. I'm going to hang on to my beer while you do that. Okay. So, I, I'm not sure... What, what, you've spoken about your dreams in the past. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not those, but the other ones. <laughs> And have asked for my interpretation of it. Now, I'm one of these people who don't remember their dreams. It's just not the thing that I do. I'm sure that I do dream. I just don't have the ability to remember them. Um, it's, a, I don't know, a failing in mine? I don't know. Um, so you I have could, no imagination, that's why, Joe. Pretty much. So I've probably remembered maybe two or three dreams in my lifetime. But I had one last Monday. Was I in it? No. Damn it. But I wanted... Oh, you're going to ask I, me to interpret the I'm going to ask you, yes. with help from, from the crowd here, if you can interpret my dream, all right? So the dream, the dream starts off, and if you pick theatre of the mind, people. We're going to theme the, music. Any theme music? Uh, you've had all this time. All, we have so a deck that we can play audio on. and you, I don't have dream music. Fuck dream weaver. Never let me go. No, that's not it. No, okay. No, no, so on. if you can imagine, if theatre of the mind, theatre of mind, if you can imagine yourself in 1950s Melbourne, right? Now, I brought a prop. <laughs> oh, 19, God. What have you got? Melbourne, right? Oh, wow. 
<laughs> By the way, if anyone actually takes any photos, um, let us know too and shoot them through to the... So South we've all just come page. back from the war, right? <laughs> now, the, the funny thing is, right... It's a fair bit after the war. Well, 1950s, it's only 45 years, like five years. Okay. Come on, get off my dick. <laughs> my dream... <laughs> Sorry, move on. Well, hang right. on, no, okay, no, shut the fuck up, right? They've come back, the war has ended in 45. It's, yep. once you've finished... What was it? When did the war finish? Was it November? All the old people. Tell us. <laughs> <laughs> so, realistically, they didn't finish proper war, like tidying up and putting all this shit away until... Proper war. Proper war. <laughs> well, the war, the fight, the, war. The, the, the bang, bang killing finished in 45, but then you've got to tidy shit up. That didn't finish until, what, 46... It was probably a good three-month boat ride back to Australia. So they're not getting here till maybe 47. So it's only been three years. Gonna, the war's just finished. got to tidy up. War's a messy. <laughs> right. I mean, if anyone's been to war, you will know it's bloody messy. Just going to have a guy called Dyson to come in and clean it up. <laughs> yeah. All right. Right, eh? So that 50s. Okay. Them. Well, now I need to tell you about the hat first. So I love this hat. I, I absolutely, absolutely, it's an Akubra hat. And I bought this. I was living in Melbourne. Wait a minute, what? No, I've got to tell the story behind no. the hat. You didn't think that was an Akubra, did you? I've never seen an Akubra that doesn't look like an actual Akubra. This is what an Akubra looks like. <laughs> you it's just a have a misconception that it's bloody Brokeback Mountain style. It's meant to be a fucking out in the desert fucking cowboy hat. No, Akubra make hats, not a specific style. You of look hat. like you're going to a Liberace concert. No, I look like I'm from the 1950s. Right, Thank you on. very much. How long is this dream? It's, I haven't even started with the dream yet. I'm telling <laughs> right. the story behind the hat. So I decided in the 90s that I was going to be the cool kid in school. And I wasn't in school, but I'd moved to Melbourne. I had a new bride and I was starting a job in the city. And I thought, what better way to make a statement is to bring back 1950s-style hats. <laughs> now, I don't know whether or not you're aware... That in the 90s, the 1950s probably wasn't as cool as it sounds now. <laughs> I had a, a, a double-breasted suit with a waistcoat underneath. I had the suspenders. Sorry, I had the hat. And I couldn't believe the amount of people who looked at me and just went, what the fuck are you doing? But I felt like I was the conquering the world. I'd come from, you know, the arse end of the universe, which is Penguin, Tasmania, and I'd go into Melbourne to make my fortune. And I just thought I was hitting the bit. So I went to, if anyone know, I mean, people, everyone probably been to Melbourne. If you've been to Flinders Street Station, let me know. Yes. Yes. Excellent. Next to Flinders Street Station, going down Spencer St- uh, Flinders Street is a hattery, and it's underneath, this is where I got this hat. The whole experience of me buying this <laughs> Your hat. Your eyes are so wide right no, now. No, <laughs> because I genuinely loved the process of getting this hat. I went down there. There was a very tailored man in a beautiful suit, and he smelt musky and old, and he looked like he'd been making hats for ages. And he said, oh, what would Sir like? And I've gone, well, one, to be called Sir, thank you very much. But I was probably only in my early 20s, so I'd only just finished puberty, so it was more like, oh, Sir, thank you very much. And he measured me and he said, if Sir would like to to come back in a couple of days' time, we'll make sure we'll have that fitted for you. This originally had a little feather in the side, like a little thing there. That's long gone. Anyway, so that's the reason why I bought this hat. Back to the dream. It's a bit tight now because my head's got bigger. No, it's all right. Just checking it. That's all. Yeah. 
But I can do my Michael, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, don't do that. Anyway, move to the dream, dude. All right, so back to the dream. <laughs> so imagine yourself, 1950s Melbourne, and I'm there with a friend of mine, not you, unfortunately, a dark-haired gentleman, slightly mysterious, possibly of Italian descent, I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> and we were close, but not, you know, close. We were just – the, the feeling and the emotion was that I loved this man, like, but not, you know, love this man, yeah. like I love you. Mateship. Right? Exactly. Yeah. And there was another friend of ours, a, a woman who was slight of build, short, and had mouse-like features. And I remember distinctly, and I don't know why, that I knew that no one considered her attractive. <laughs> I didn't know why that was a rem- thing that I would remember in the dream, but I went, we like her anyway. And then my friend, who I can't remember the name of, said, come on, chap. Let's ride the trams. That's right. It's not in the 50s, isn't it? <laughs> Correct. Yeah. And so, and we thought we'd have a gay old time and the original meaning of gay old time. And we'd ride the trams like real chaps, like dandy lads. And so me and this guy and this woman, we were riding the trams. But I'll show you what we had to do. It, it was funny because we kind of, the dream went in, uh, for those people who remember the dreams, sometimes you dream in your point of view and sometimes you dream, so no, you need to be up. I you was going to see it from this better is angle. Anticipation. Oh, sorry. And so we were there and <laughs> it was a mix of like a montage of all the streets. If you could imagine, right, Troy's playing the Italian guy and I'm me and we're, and we're like this and we're like, yeah, yeah. Pointing at things right, really happy and gay, and just really having a having a dandy time, right? And so we're doing that, riding the trams, and yep. in the background is this this montage of Melbourne in the nineteen fifties, really like all the f- great cool cars, and you'd see the occasional soldier still in his army outfit because he'd just come back from the war, and it was and it was almost Dad and Dave sort of the Sullivan's era. If you're old enough to remember those shows, you are bloody old. <laughs> bloody old. <laughs> there we are. Yes, everyone remembers Dad and Dave. I still love the Sullivans. Anyway, that's why I bought the hat. I really wanted to be in the Sullivans. And so we were riding the trams, and then we arrived at a market, right? And, and it, that, that montage scene was very much like... A movie. Because Are we talking it was Victorian sh- Market? Or? Well, see, I thought you'd say Vic Market, <laughs> but it wasn't. It was South Melbourne Market because it's a bit smaller, a bit more cramped, really crowded, but I could smell, in my dream, I could smell the smell of the South Melbourne Market. You know, some fresh seafood and meats and, and hams and bloody bakery, and so, it was just gorgeous. But you don't remember dreams. I don't remember <laughs> dreams. No. Well, the reason why is, I'll tell you, Amy woke me up halfway through the dream and I'll tell you why she woke me up. And she said, what's going on? And I told her what was going on in my dream. And so she remembered for me. (laughs) And then when she remembered it to me, I'm like, like, it was like Amnesia Island. It just came flooding back to me. And I'm like, fuck, I remember that. Like I was there. And so... She got there and said, that'll be the phone, Beck. Um, <laughs> so she said, to, uh, right, so we're at the South Melbourne Market. Right, there we are. And we saw a busker playing the violin. Now, I can't tell you what the busker was wearing, but I know that they were in some sort of costume. But the thing that was really funny is they were wearing a wig. 
Now, the wig for those people who know the good world of Disney, Lord Farquhar. <laughs> there we go. There's the groans of everyone knows what type of wig that I'm. Do you know what Lord? Yes, I do. Excellent. Yep. Okay. So it was like a Lord Farquhar wig, and then the 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 man that I was with snatched the Italian man, the Italian man snatched the wig off the top of the head of the busker. Oh, we laughed. It was <laughs> hilarious. We thought it was such good fun. Like it, that really was the feeling, the emotion of, oh, what a jolly old joke we'll have. And then the Italian guy put it on his head, and he was, oh, I'm the violinist, and was really camping it up. And I've gone, ha ha ha. I shall steal it. It will be a trophy for my love. Now I'd seen Amy previously in my dream. She was before we were riding the trams, having a gay old time. And so she was with a group of friends of hers, and they were at a cafe somewhere, but it seemed a bit more urban and funky, and that's probably why I went back to the 50s. And I said, this will be a trophy for my love. (laughs) And so I snatched it off his head, and I put it on my head, and then we all laughed again. Oh, what fun we had. And then I started running. And I was like Kate Bush. I was running on the hill. And I was going up this cobblestone hill. I remember the, the pavement, the feel of it underneath my leather plaid, like patent leather shoes. And we were running up there. And then to the right of me was really old sort of Victorian era buildings and then moving into more of your art deco stuff on the right-hand side. And on the left-hand side was the wharf. That's not a place I think I can remember seeing. And there was boats and whatever. And then Amy wakes me up and, and she goes, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm fine. She goes, you're out of breath. You're... I said, I've just been running up a hill. <laughs> can you tell me what that dream means, Troy? Because I don't know. I've got no fucking idea of what that dream actually means. I mean, I'm hoping you can help me because I think you've had more dreams than I have and I don't know what it's about. Seems pretty normal. But the thing is I woke up happy and no one else in my house who wakes up from a dream wakes up happy from their dreams. It's always angst and (gasps) I didn't want to do it. Does anyone else here wake up happy from a dream? And not those sort of (laughs) dreams. Not (laughs) those... Very happy, Joe. Having a gay old time, but just wake. I've I've been at. I woke like the whole day. I was just. Oh, that was a great dream. And the, Amy's looking at me, going, "Fuck, I hate you." Right. Because she wakes up, and most of the time, is something horrible has happened, like the world has ended or whatever. And I'm like, "No, dreams are great. We have a gay old time." Right. So this this is all down to your relationship and your marriage, Joe. Okay. Uh, I'm really glad Amy isn't here, actually, because um, this might be a hard thing to hear. But um, She's probably very obviously, happy to I mean, you may not remember this, but I remember this, that um, Italian was actually the first meal that you and Amy had together. So, oh, yep, yeah, yep. So <laughs> that comes into play. And you've been struggling about whether you guys Real are actually, in Devonport. Whether you're happy and whether you should stay together at the moment. Things are mm, tough. Yep. You know, I've been through COVID and you've been through the move back to Tassie and mm. change of jobs and yep. change of where you live and, and, and back with your demon of a mother <laughs> and think, things that they're a struggle yeah so you've been thinking about whether this is the right thing mm. so you, you know you're going back to um a time of the 50s where it is meant to be a little bit of a simpler time and that's where your brain wants to go sure but then you get to a situation where you've got the italian represents the meal you had yes but then um the the mouse-like person yes it's like a rodent you feel like you're in a trap oh <laughs> so you feel like you're trapped joe 
and, you, and you're wanting to run away. You're wanting to get out of this. That's why you're running, Jack. Running, running, yeah. yeah. And then the, the hairpiece, that's what you're wanting to go, but then you're wigging out. Oh. And you're not. You're staying there, Joe. But it was a trophy for my love. Yeah. And, the, and everything you're seeing, the montage, is mm. a montage of actually your life together mm. and how pleasant and how amazing it is, but how much torture it's giving you as well. <laughs> that's why at the end yes. you, you miss the part where you both got run over by the tram. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so your dream, mate, is that it's a search for love lost and found again. Oh, Okay. Well, it makes sense. Surely everyone else saw that as well. <laughs> Surely. I just, I just woke up saying... Or either that or it's about, I don't know, penile deficiency or something. <laughs> no, I could have got it wrong. Deep-seated, sort of repressed sexual homoerotic feelings for Italian men. Well, I mean, look at that hat. <laughs> this is a cool fucking hat. And I can tell you now, you walk around now in 2023, there are enough people wearing this hat, well, probably not like that, probably a bit like this. <laughs> Will Ferrell. No, Ferrell Williams. Yeah? Yeah, see? <laughs> you, my friend, are not Ferrell Williams. Well, I could be. No, you couldn't actually. <laughs> not even in a dream. Hang on like that. <laughs> so how do you think, do you reckon I'm, I'm on target with that? Do you reckon that's... I reckon you're probably way off. I'm but a dream decipherer. Well, out of all the people I know um, who dream and have told me their dreams, uh, yeah, you're probably the closest. Because <laughs> I just got hate and resentment from, <laughs> from Amy and the kids who both have had dreams and wake up and they're just not happy. So <laughs> they were really jelly. Amy was so jelly you that I had a dream. Details, though. That is I don't. It was, but I must have mm. told her in the moment. She goes, "You told me really specific details," and then as she was telling me, I'm like, "Oh yeah, I remember the cobblestones and how that felt, and I can remember the smells of the market and all that kind of stuff." She goes, "How do you remember smells in a dream?" I'm like, "Who doesn't? Like, you know, how can you not remember smells in a dream?" Never thought about it before. There you go. Next time, have a smell dream. <laughs> a smell dream. <laughs> Yeah, he's a scratch and sniff. <laughs> I like that yeah. one, Deb. Well, there you go. Perfect. That helped. Well, it did. That was unexpected. It was. Yeah. But I've been holding onto that for so long because I just I wanted to do the actions with, and I wanted to wear the hat, and I didn't think you'd really appreciate it in your front lounge. I'm so glad that you got a lot out of it. Yeah, I did. I mean, everyone else is probably bored, but I don't care. I'm really happy about it. Even the, the memory of it makes me really happy. <laughs> Happy and gay. Oh, fair enough. Mm. So I did hear a rumour as well. They say you've not got about you got a broken heart. Uh, we do have someone here that's going away to be a, learn how to be a better wrestler. Let's get ready to rumble! I thought that was pretty cool. So yeah. three months in Japan to learn how to wrestle well. Wow. How, how well do you wrestle now? Not selling it, if I'm honest. No, no, he didn't sell it. <laughs> right, so it'll definitely be better. Yeah, well, exactly. I, I know this man here, this man here would I have, would have lived that dream more than the dream he just had in a major way. Maybe if I that could had schedule, when he was younger. Maybe I could schedule a wrestling dream. <laughs> Can you do that? Can you book your own dreams? Because I don't remember them, but I'd really like to be a luchador. Like, cause the, the, you get the mask and you get the... I mean, the spandex is a win for anyone. <laughs> Probably not in my current physical state, but, you know. Yeah, and... Oh. <laughs> yeah, you're going to need a mask. Nice call. <laughs> wow. Wow, I'm saying positive things. That's brilliant. Ginger hater. Just remember, 
There's a lot of us here at the moment. And how do you piss off a ginge? Say something. <laughs> uh, I've done this before, but I'm just going to once again do it. Um, any of those ginger two, hands three, up, please? Four. How many have we got? One, two, three. Who else identifies as ginge? Four. <laughs> <laughs> Mum, he's not so, a fucking ginge. She can identify as whatever she wants to. She identifies yes. as your mother still, which is She is my mum and I'm very proud of her. So there's a few here. Mm. Yeah, they're getting the numbers up. Yeah, we've, um, we've surpassed the quota. I will say, though, yes. gingers aren't something that actually shits me. No, what does shit you? I've got five things. Do you? Yeah. Well, then I probably should do... Uh, what's this? One, two, three, four, five things that shit me. Bang. So do you want to explain this one, Joe? Uh, so we started this quite a little while ago. Troy's an angry man. Like, he's got <laughs> deep-seated resentment against pretty much everything. And there's this fueled hate for most things that bubble up within him. And so to be able to release that like a pressure gauge so he doesn't end up going postal somewhere... Uh, he came up with this thing called Five Things That Shit Him. Um, realistically, if you're paying attention, you might work out that there might be just one thing that shits him and four things that he makes up, but the rest is – you'll work that out. Well, we made an intro. We you, made, can't, you can't only on. do three things. Hang on. Brad made an intro. Well, true. I just asked him to, and so that's what he, that's what he came up with. So thanks, Brad. Do you want to fire that again? Oh, okay, done. Do it again. You ready? One, two, three, four, five things that shit me. Love Perfect. It. All right. Mr. Barnes, Righto. what are the five things that shit you? This is my favourite thing to do. Mm. Number one, Joseph Mather. On the five things that shit me. Mm. And these can be anything. We haven't got a theme. No, there's no theme. Don't need theme a theme when you get shitted. <laughs> Troy could be pissed off by anything. Racial people, intolerance. People. Mm. Joe Mather. People. People. Who say things are cheap as chips. Haven't bought chips it. in a while. Has anyone <laughs> fucking had chips lately? <laughs> you, go and, you go to the pub, you get, not this pub, chips here are great, Scott. Thanks, They mate. are bloody um, good. Other, other pubs? Yes. Ten bucks you pay for a bowl of chips. It's like a little saucer with a few chips and the chips are shit. <laughs> shit and everyone chips. goes around saying things, oh, it's cheap as chips. It's not. It's not. Just stop it. Things aren't cheap as chips anymore. Well, hang on. Question. No. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's a conversation ender. I don't know how you whether you know how this podcast works. Is you talk a little bit, I talk a little bit, and not just no. <laughs> when, when I was younger, so much younger than today. I used to go to the shop and get chips for the family. Oh, try go get some chippies. What's on forty cents? Get a big bag. 40 cents, yes. And feed the whole was, fucking family, Joe. Because that was the 60s. <laughs> it was just after the war. Yeah. <laughs> you paid Thrippard's Hapney for a pop. <laughs> now, now you go up and get $4 worth. Yes. And the person behind the counter laughs at you. <laughs> $4 worth of chips. No, that's true. That's shit. So, and they would just stop it. Stop Change it. the saying. Times have changed. Don't say it. Cheap as chips. Go well, on, what is cheap out. as then? What do you find cheap? Cheapers. <laughs> They're not cheap. No. N- not that I'd know. No. Um, cheap as... Throw something at me. Wine? No. 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 Cheap as a compliment. Gee, you're looking well today, Troy. Oh, thanks, mate. Cost me nothing. There you go. Didn't mean it. Cheap as compliments. Yeah, cheap as compliments. There you go. Right cheap as compliments. Number two. Yes. In the five things that ship me. Yep. You'll appreciate this one. This well, one's a real serious one. <laughs> 
We watched John Wick the other day. One, two, three, or the new uh, one. This four. was number three. Oh, Trey. haven't seen number four yet. Well, because it's not so, out. So we, we moved up the, the order. Watch one. Now, two, by the way, can I, can I just interject? Yes. If you spoil that movie for me when you go and see it. Well, well done. Well done. You're a this good is, parent. This is my mum, by the way. <laughs> this is my mum. And I'm going to tell you why I said this, because I went to see my mum. And mum's gone to see, what was the, the broken, shattered um, the trilogy? No, no, I know how that one ends. I was split and split unbroken. Split and unbroken or whatever. Unbroken. It's the one with Bruce Willis. Yeah. Now, my mum said she was going to go and see the new Bruce Willis film. And so I went, that's fine. Have you seen the other three in the series? And she said, no. And I went, okay, no worries. I think you probably should see the other three because it's probably going to lead a bit more context to the other ones. And she goes, well, I don't know how to watch those. I said, that's not a problem. I'll organise it for you, which subscription services you need. I don't know whether or not we had to organise a DVD or something like that. So she watched the three and then she went off to see, in cinema, the first week it was released, the new Brucey Willis one. Fantastic. Fine, not a problem. Now, every Monday night when I go to Troy's, I swing past mum's, have a coffee, tell her I love her and off I toddle. She'd been on the weekend. It had only been released like on the Friday. She saw it on the weekend and I sat down and I went, oh, hi, how are you? She goes, good, except they killed Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't seen the film. Penny. Have not seen the film. I was gutted. Uh, gutted. I'm not disappointed. I'm just angry. Yeah. <laughs> so do not speak of that film. Wow. Wow. Mm. Anyway, um, we watched John Wick. Good series of movies. Great series of movies. Yeah. But one thing I've like discovered, mm. one thing in the third movie that I've decided really shits me. Because mm. I've tried it, doesn't happen. Right, <laughs> shooting people swords. in there. Swords. 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 Don't forget the W. Swords. They put it in there for a reason, people. Swords. <laughs> when you swing them. Yes. Because that's got a W in it too. They Swinging don't swords. make swooshing effects. Don't but they, they do in the fucking movies, Joe. When was the last time you swung a sword? Other day. Where did you find said sword? Friend had one. Who? <laughs> You're making shit up. You no. did not swing a sword. <laughs> I remembered. I've swung Sw- a sword before. Swing a sword or spit spins. And a swung sword does not make swooshing sounds. Well, I believe. But in the movies it does. Well, I, okay. This is why, Joe. No. This is why it is the weapon of choice for a ninja, because you can't hear it coming, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> That's why the French the call movies, it the little death. In the movies, <laughs> they've got to try and make him fancier. Add a swoosh. Okay. Well, Swords don't swoosh, Joe. Two things. Two things. Right? That's only one thing. Uh, no, it's a swoosh. No. No, no. I can explain something to you because you're an idiot. Right? Um, <laughs> two things. Right? The reason why ninja swords don't swoosh is because ninjas don't use swords. They use katanas. Right? And they have a different demographic. They're shaped differently. They've got different aerodynamics. And they are swoosh proof. <laughs> Everyone knows it. And Everyone they, knows it. And they are. <laughs> didn't hear that, did you? No, I didn't. Because no. I'm a ninja. Right? <laughs> ginger ninja, yeah. Ginger ninja. <laughs> right? And the other reason why John Swick swords. Swoosh. <laughs> Is because it's Keanu Reeves wielding them. If you had the strength and 
the Keanu Reeveness of it, your swords would swish too. So that's it. Correct. I'm not Keanu. Correct. If you were Keanu Reeves, your right swords on. would swish. But I know I can't. So argue I understand that. why it pisses you off, but I think you should be pissed off at your own incompetence of being able to make a sword swish. <laughs> Bang! I'm back. Yeah, you win. <laughs> yeah, you win that one. Thank you. Yep. Oh, you can't beat Keanu, can you? You can't. No. I mean, he's got a mangier beard than I do, and he still looks cool. Yeah, I know. And I look like some sort of tabby cat with alopecia. <laughs> <laughs> That's been in a fight and lost. <laughs> Righto. Go. Number four. Uh, what was three? Sorry. Sorry, Swords. three. Swords through me. <laughs> they will do that. They Number have three. that effect. On the five things to ship me. Current... Reality TV shows. Mm, which and I'm going to bring a couple up. All right. Go. Fuckboy Island. <laughs> Fuckboy Island? Is there in a comma which... in there? Oh, it says F-boy, but we all know what it is, John. Oh, okay. I, I'm Look, unfortunately, I probably live under a rock. What's F-boy Island? So, I've only seen the trailer. I don't need to see the show. Have. But of course you have. Essentially, what you've <laughs> <laughs> What you've got is yes. a situation where you've got a heap of guys on an island Perfect. with some women. How many? Huh? Well, I think there's three women. Four oh, women. So it's... And it's all about 20 guys. I'm making oh. numbers up. Um, but it's about right. I've seen the poster. Sure. Um, so half the guys yes. are fuckboys. They just want to screw and go. Okay. The other half are nice guys. Oh, wanting long-term relationship. Yeah, but the fuckboys are acting like they're nice guys to try and trick the women into choosing them so the fuckboys then get the money at the end. But if the girls pick the nice guy, then the nice guy and the girl get the money at the end. So they're trying to screw the woman over twice, Joe. <laughs> Literally and figuratively. And that never happens in real life. No. Reality <laughs> TV show is screwing society, Joe. Do you think fuckboys are always upfront and honest about their intentions in the real world? That's why they're that. So they're not doing anything differently then? No, they've just been... Trickery and magic. Shenanigans is what I would yeah. call it. But do you think then what's, what's your issue other than it's trash TV? That's the, that's the problem. Oh, it's okay. Just, it's but, just bad, Joe. But, but how it's many? Bad. Okay, name a reality TV program, sorry, unscripted TV program that you find great other, other than alone. Damn it. I know. <laughs> it's like I can read your mind. Well, I've got another one that's bad I can throw in. The Michael Jackson bad? Closer. Fair enough. It's, uh, I don't know if everyone's seen this one. It's called Milf Manor. Milf Manor? Has anyone, seen, like has anyone <laughs> seen Milf Manor? Anyone? Yeah, so here's the concept of this. Joseph Wow. Are, this you, is a, are you watching this, this on some bad. sort of hub.com? No, it's on Binge. <laughs> and I said Binge with a B. Oh, not an M. <laughs> <laughs> Binge. Fair enough. Thank you. As you were. I watched it for the... I wanted to see what the train wreck was like. Okay. Plain and simple. So, Milf Manor works out. You've got these ladies in their 50s and 60s, essentially. Sure. Um, there's been a bit of that's plastic almost, surgery. That's almost gilf territory. <laughs> getting close. Well, there's one lady that says she's in her 50s. Why are you getting upset by that? Yeah. yeah. My mother-in-law was <laughs> a <laughs> grandmother by the time she was 40. 50's not unheard of. Shut your mouth. Shut up, Caesar. <laughs> Um, 
So who put you in the corner? One of those ladies is fifty nine. Sex is a lady in her fifties. Ladies, I'm a, she still is. I know, but come on, steady on. Anyway, so they come on this show, yes. and the idea is they want to hook up with a guy and hopefully find love who's yeah. in their twenties. <laughs> right? Fair enough. They want the younger guy that's looking for the older lady, and that's fine. They're out there. That's all good. Are they so, mashing it up with uh, fuck boys? No, they're all good-looking lads. Oh, okay. So they get all these guys. So the ladies met each other. I think there's about eight of them. Sure. And they're all kind of already throwing the sob stories in. You know, oh, I lost my partner two years ago. This is my chance to find wow. love again. And I mean... All that crap. You know, it's just... All that crap. Oh, the widow. You know, hey, someone lost me? their daughter. She died a year before and I she's doing this love. for her. <laughs> she's wanting to fuck a younger guy for a daughter who died. Like... I don't understand the sympathy, but anyway, moving on. Statistically, though, <laughs> women will live longer than men. So are they just trying to hedge the bet so they both die together? Maybe. And they don't have to spend any more time alone when the second one dies. <laughs> Click the whole sex show. Yeah. Mm, yeah. So the catch for this is mm-hmm. that uh, the ladies all meet each other. Yep. And they like, we can't wait to meet these guys, see what they're like. Strapping young lads. So the guys start wandering around, so the ladies move over, and there's a little bit of a sliding wall in front of them with a, a silhouette, like a paper wall. Uh-huh. They can see the silhouette of the men, stand, or the boys, standing behind it. And oh, now waiting. you've made it dirty now you called them boys. <laughs> that was dirty already, so <laughs> wait for it. Wait, <laughs> wait for the trickery. Oh, okay, yep. <laughs> so they're all, they're all there waiting, and it's like, what are these boys going to be like? <laughs> and they scroll it back, and I'm like, okay, yeah, they're strapping young lads, the ladies look impressed, and one of them goes... That's my son. <laughs> I want that one. <laughs> and then one of the other women go, that's my son. All their sons are also on the show, Joe. Looking for love in all the so wrong now, places. Looking now they're trying love. to screw their new friend's sons. Oh, they didn't go with the one and you the know? the guys <laughs> are trying to screw their new friend's mums. And they've also got their shared room scenarios, but here's where it gets creepy. <laughs> <laughs> this is a bit where it well, gets hang on, creepy. Hang on, hang on. So far, <laughs> so far it's do, been do, do any of the guys or any of the women prior to coming onto the show know each other? Not to my knowledge. So no. it's not like Stacey's mom, she's got no. it going on. So no. now it's not so they, weird. They thought that somehow they were thought they were going on a separate dating program. So there must have been a case of we want a mother and a son to both go on a dating program and maybe at the end they'll come together. Not together. That'd be awkward. I'll <laughs> join up again. Hang on. What would be even more awkward is knowing. <laughs> yeah, so they'll, they'll join up again and maybe discuss stories. I reckon that's what, how it would have been sold to them. Oh, okay. We'll put you on this dating yeah. show. We'll put you on that dating yeah. show. Instead, and then we'll have a, a third show, which is talking about being on your dating show. It's like some of the – have you seen – fucking this shit's me, right? I oh, know you've got enough, but this shit's no, me. It's welcome. There's enough programs out there on the Netflixes and the Paramounts and the Disneys and all that kind of stuff, and I love them. But to, she, to, to have a compendium show where people talk about them, it's like doing a stupid fucking podcast. I mean, no one need. No, carry on. All right. <laughs> You're right now? No, I'm fine. I was just about to tread into waters right. that were dangerous for us. So to make it creepy. <laughs> yes, to make it creepy. Cringy even. Cringy. Cringy. And mm. for those who've seen it, I think two people here, you know what I'm going to. That are admitting it. So what they did... Is they then got all the guys who are pretty much topless anyway, because it's in a 
Like it's a nice area. It's a it's warm. Like big beaches. The temperature's warm. Yep. They're there in just their shorts, you know, that kind of thing. Sure. And they then get to – they'll blindfold the women and they've got to go up to the men one by one, running their hands over their naked chests, and they've got to guess which is their son. No, no, hang on, no. <laughs> no. Cringy. No. Cringy. bloody, no. Just <laughs> fucking calm down a second, right? You've all sexualised this because of him, right? We have. Yeah, well, you have because you've got a filthy mind. Just explain in the show, Joe. <laughs> no, but right, okay. So there was, let's look at the innocent ver. Oh, trains are coming. Trains are coming. <laughs> trains are coming. Um, so there was a sh- there was a, a a thing that I think either a excuse me, um, Scott, owner of Penguin Beer Co. Can you stop the train, please, mate? Or make it go faster. <laughs> anyway, we had the train last time. We get it every time. We just pick the right window. There was they did an experiment with kids, and I'm talking children, children like proper under ten children. I think it was actually even under five of them being able to find their mother. Because the, I don't know whether or not you did know Rolf Troy. Harris actually host that show? No, Rolf Harris <laughs> did not host oh, right. that show. Because so he, he had two little boys with Good one show. little toy. Um, <laughs> so did you redo, kids? Anyway. And it was a real experiment whether or not kids could pick their mum. And the mum could pick the kids. Yep. And it was all innocent because they were five-year-olds and whatever. And, and it was about feeling the face and the body and whether or not... And smell was the thing that most people picked up on. It was to be able to find their child or find their mum. So this idea of a parent trying to find their child is only being sexualised by your filthy mind. <laughs> mum could pick out really? me because of my moves. You know, <laughs> i got to admit, when I knew I was going to bring this up... Um, I was nearly tempted to say, "Take to our shirts off, Merle, Penny, up, get up, pick which one's yours, and then pick the sun." But I just didn't think anyone else would want to see that. I mean, that that would be weird. And after all, the last time that happened, Dad got real jealous. <laughs> oh come uh, on, love, when it's my turn. It, it'd be easy though, because I think you've got a couple of chess hairs, don't you? Not many, but there's a couple. How many? Oh, probably about ten. It's <laughs> probably about five more than me, so <laughs> it's going to be an easy find. But I just, I just think they're going a little bit, <laughs> going a little bit too far. <laughs> really? Yes. My pubic hair is ginger. Thanks, Deb, for mentioning it. <laughs> yes. Welcome the to the South Road Boys with Ginger Pats. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I'll just like to point out that maybe the next reality TV show. Mm-hmm. Is uh, maybe something like our sexy sluts in the slums. <laughs> okay. In which the poor get a chance to meet rich men, yes. like a pretty woman scenario, doo, 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 and doo. find a brand new life through love. Is it love though? By or is it, it up. Or is it just food? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, carry on. Number four. Number four. That was a big one, wasn't it? That went on for a while. That's what she said. Mm. Right, number four. Yes. In the five things that shit me. Mm. Lego. Oh, hang on a minute. Shh. No, you, you they heard. are fighting words in my house. You heard me, son. <laughs> Lego. Now, my son is 
bloody Lego mad. He's like 11. We went to Melbourne at Christmas and we had to go to the Lego Emporium at Chadston on Boxing Day. I don't know whether or not you know how big Chadston is, but it's fucking huge. And to go there on Boxing Day is taking your own life in your own hands and you have to fight the hordes. And to go to a Lego shop is just insane. So we're in for Lego. And by the way, it's pronounced Lego. I know this because I work with the Dane. I have been corrected. Just because you had a dream about an Italian doesn't mean you know Lego. <laughs> I'm so international because I dream of Italians. The reason why Lego shits me, Joe, um, is that kids have just got it so easy now. Too easy. <laughs> you get these huge, big, fucking amazing Lego things. You can build a Millennium Falcon. You pay about 900 bucks for it or something. It's got a million pizzas. All the fucking instructions to make it perfect. You can build Harry Potter's fucking cave. You can you could build Milf Manor. You could do that. Milf Manor. You could do it and put all the little Lego 20-year-olds up and all the, the old Lego ladies and get their little Lego hands on well, their they, little movies and they stuff. They do make over 18 Lego now. Do you aware of that? It's over- 18 plus. Like, so it's not R-rated. It's like, like you know. It's I thought not you like, meant like over 18 box. Like. Yeah, no, it's not like you're doing um, uh, a Lego version of Madonna's you know, Mother Nature sort of thing where things are coming out of a hoo Lego Men's Gallery. Lego Men's Gallery. <laughs> <laughs> um, the wall of Lego vaginas. <laughs> I tell you what, you'd go and see it though, wouldn't you? Uh, <laughs> Just to see how they did it. That would be golden. Um, I can't remember what I was saying, but like, like these... Uh, 18 plus. So they... Adult Lego. Adult Lego because they... Grade them on a degree of difficulty. Oh, that's trickery. No. Because it's like... They're tricking people. $1,000 for a five-foot Eiffel Tower that's going to take you two years. But that's fine. Look, that's okay. You can do that. But what I'm saying is the kids of today don't understand what we went through to get to that point, Joe. <laughs> Me, okay. mm-hmm. as yeah. a child, in Ormond Street, Launceston. <laughs> right. I, had, I had an ice cream bucket. Hand me down Lego. With Lego blocks. <laughs> I'm not talking about all different colours that make ships and stuff, Joe. I'm just talking about blocks. You know, there were probably only four colours back then. And there are probably only three different types of blocks. And you know what I used to do, Joe? I used to make a boat. And I'd go up to mum and say, check out my boat. She'd say, oh, it's a really good boat, Trey. Well done. It wasn't a fucking boat, Joe. It was just a flat thing with blocks on it. She was taking the piss, Joe. <laughs> That woman over there that told me I was so good was lying, Joe. But now all the kids have got all these things. They can just make anything. They can buy anything. They have no imagination. And their parents, they don't understand what it's like to be lied to, Joe. These kids are so- I'm just going to hold you. It's fine. It's just- I don't know whether or not you're aware. Look at shits me, Joe. No, they, they actually had all those kids back then. We had all the colours. We had we had the Millennium Falcon and the, and the no, they no, they did, and they all the shapes and all that kind of stuff. Your parents just didn't love you. Why did you love me, Mum? Because don't you remember going into Shelley and Tracy's room and they had all the Lego kits, but they were just the girl ones of the Millennium Falcon. No, they were they were they were. Barbie Lego, they were different. <laughs> Barbie had all the houses. No, they had those back then. You just only had Lego no, from the no, you know Ravo Lego. You know, <laughs> you know what it was called back then? It was called Technics. Techni- oh, okay. We, we couldn't afford Technics. No. <laughs> that, shit, that shit was the demon's work. <laughs> but 
Does, does anyone, did anyone, when they're younger, have techniques? And could you ever actually figure it out? There you go, Scotty had techniques. And that's why he's successful today. Because <laughs> someone believed in him. I bet you didn't keep it in an ice cream container, did you, under the bed, Scott? No. He had other things <laughs> under the bed. <laughs> Anyway, what is the number five right thing? Uh, look, I, I think Ivan and Mel have got some explaining to do because I think you're probably speaking more to a, a childhood that others may not have had to experience. You were living in Ravenswood. I mean, unless, of course, they were selling meth. No, it's all right. <laughs> right, number five. Number five. This is the one, Joe. This is the big one. Okay. <laughs> this is it. Oh, okay. Strap yourselves in. On the five things, just ship me. Number five. Yes, this is like the reverse. This is the best one. Okay. Because there's more numbers. Okay. You went right? and saved the best yep. till last. Excellent. Done. Good. Why do medical professionalists make them feel more special by being a fucking ologist? There's too <laughs> many fucking ologists. Too many. That's... Fucking stick with me, right? <laughs> All right, I'm with you. I'm you on the tra- I'm on the crazy train. Whoop, whoop, what are you doing? Board. Try leaving town. I, I get that these people have gone and they've learned things. Yes, they've become special in their field. That's fine. They I got- love that because they save lives. It's all good. Got them people fancy in the medical profession learning. probably here. Sure. But why do they make it so the everyday person mm. doesn't understand what the fuck they do? So, I'm going to give you some examples, Joe. I would right? love you to because this a is cardiologist. Heart you are doctor. a heart doctor. Okay. A neurologist. Brain doctor. Brain doctor. <laughs> Dermatologist, Joe. What are they? Skin doctor. Thank you. A re- Urologist. What's a rheumatologist, Joe? Bone Look. doctor. <laughs> right? And you know the obvious one? A bloody gynecologist. Fucking cat doctor. <laughs> <laughs> no, they look after men's problems. They're a guy, necologist. <laughs> I just... I'm just sick Secret of it. Secret men's business. And don't even get all me started. All the gynecologists I've ever seen have always been men doctors. Don't even get me started on paediatricians and podiatry. <laughs> Fucking just stop it. <laughs> it's too confusing. But get I rid mean, of the ologists. Okay. Just say what you are. But if you've spent, we're not a podcastologist. Well, we could we're an be audiologist. We're podcasters. Sure. Simple. Or bullshit artists. That's fine. At least people understand it. <laughs> yeah, but most people do understand what a cardiologist does. You know why? Because they didn't come out straight away and just say, I'm a heart doctor. They had to go to Google, Joe. Yeah, but... They had to learn that. Yeah, but okay. So what happens, though, is that they're at a party and... You know, they're driving away. And they're just, hi, how are you? Yeah, good, I'm fine. What do you do? Oh, you know, I'm... Whatever. Um, I'm an <laughs> astrologist. I look after the stars. Um, my name's Shaniqua. What do you do? Uh, my name's Gary and uh, I'm a heart doctor. Oh, Gary, I had a breakup once. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, Gary, really broke my heart. And I wonder, how can you, how can you help mend my heart? Um, I'm, I'm not that sort of heart doctor. I, I'm actually, we call it a cardiologist. You know, we look at, you know, certain things with the valves. Oh, that's really shit, Gary. <laughs> but that would have been a relationship specialist. Well, no, because you made him say fucking heart doctor. So he then needed to explain himself. But if he had been able to say, I'm a cardiologist, Astrid would have gone, oh, wow, that's really interesting. I don't think Astrid you went would have to, actually understood you went anything. To, you went to school. <laughs> I just love, I'm an astrologist, you know. I'm a semiologist. 
I, I know you're trying to make it funny, but this oh, is something sorry. I'm fundamentally oh, I'm serious sorry. about. Oh, my bad. Yeah. <laughs> I've chosen this platform to change the world, Take theology out of doctoring. Yeah, just tell them what you are. It's not that hard. Look at the people. Even they're confused. They've already said, okay, what? Instead of heart doctor, because they need to set themselves apart. I am lord of the heart. (laughs) I reign supreme over the thing that goes... (laughs) Can they do that? If they could act. Because you look at Michael Michael Flatley, he's Lord of the Dance. If you could have a heart doctor, I'm Gary, Lord of the Heart. I mean, it makes it sound a bit Game of Thronesy. <laughs> but that's how it goes. It's actually taken from that. Yeah, that's brilliant. I like that. Thank you. No, no, that's actually really... That's one of the funniest things you've done. Wow. Yeah. Thank you. Well done. I appreciate appreciate your support. Especially considering you haven't even watched the show. No. (laughs) One day I will will get around to doing watching Game of Thrones because I hear it is quite good. Well, you know what, Deb? That's fine. If you go to the podcast, go to the back episodes, I did spoilers for the last season and I hadn't seen it. Hadn't watched an episode. There. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. What? No. (laughs) Want to be removed from this uh, audience? (laughs) Oh, because he hasn't seen it either. No. We could have ourselves a good old-fashioned lynch in here, parents. Um, Mr. Barnes, I think you've got other duties to perform. Oh, we're getting to that time already, oh, are we? We certainly are. So, Jeez, oh, we are. Right up. Yeah, you I'll go and do your moment. thing. Uh, what I've got is an absolute treat for you folks tonight. An absolute bloody treat. Mr. Barnes has got to go and make himself ready. Now, Deb, you fucked up royally last time we were here um, with picking a number. Now, for those of you who don't know, my wife decided that at a... A, uh, a sale somewhere that she would buy a book of jokes because me and the kids we like a bit of a laugh, a bit of a chuckle, and she bought this the uh, the Penguin Book of Australian Jokes. She thought, oh, that'd be a bit of a laugh, a bit of a giggle, something the family could get around, and we could have a good old ha ha ha. Exactly. <laughs> but the thing was, she didn't vet it first, and I went, hang on, love. Let me have a read of this and see whether or not it's appropriate. Because I looked at when it was made, and we probably weren't as woke as we were when this was made. So, Deb, I want you to pick a number, preferably in the 200s, because that's where I'm near at the moment. 269, there's a bloody surprise. I'm going to read you a couple of jokes from the Penguin Book of Jokes and see whether or not you would find these appropriate. A university research psychologist, I wonder whether or not that falls under his brain fixer a thing, decided not to use white rats in experiments anymore. They opted to use lawyers instead. (laughs) First, they're much more plentiful. You can get a little to attach to the white rats, and if something nasty happens and you feel bad, with lawyers, you just don't have that problem. Third, they found out there were some things that rats just won't do. But the latest development, they've stopped using lawyers. They're back to using white rats again. The reason is simple. They weren't in it... They weren't into it very long before they found out that lawyers aren't that close to human beings. Not really a funny joke, but, you know, fine. Uh, How about we go to another one, see if we can find something a bit more uh, appropriate. 269.2. Two men were before a court charged with sodomy. Sodomy. Which, I mean, 
Little known fact, in 1997, was still illegal in Tassie. I know, topical, topical. Um, two men were before the court charged with sodomy. In the court of evidence, it was revealed that the man enacting the female role was a trumpet player in Ashfield Town Band. When he heard this, the judge immediately said, case dismissed. The prosecutor got to his feet and said, but your honour, this is a proven case, case dismissed, repeated the judge. But your honour, shouted the prosecutor, to be interrupted again, who said, have you ever heard the Ashfield Town Band play? No, confessed the prosecutor. Well, I have, said the judge, and take it from me, they all... (laughs) They all want fucking. <laughs> it's not a great joke book, so not something that was there for the family. Um, but what is possibly here? Now, I, we've had discussions of various things, but one of the things that gives me the greatest joy is we have uh, a third member of the South Road Boys. Um, he is sage-like in his wisdom. He shares his knowledge his vast travels, and really just brings joy and enlightenment to not only my world, but I'm sure to yours. Uh, so look, let me introduce, brace yourselves, because you are about to be in the presence of greatness. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Thoughtful Troy. Hello, Joe. Hello, Thoughtful Troy. Hi. Welcome, everybody. I'm Thoughtful Troy. (laughs) Namaste. How are we, Thoughtful Troy? Are you well? I'm Harry. I'm very well. You're looking fantastic, oh, by th- the way. Thank you so much. You're very, very welcome. Yes. Thank you for um, gracing us with your presence. Always a pleasure, Joe. I think the pleasure is absolutely ours. I understand. Have you been contacted recently, or is this something from your travels? Uh, this is something that I've learned, mm. and I think I need to help the people, Joe. Fantastic. Well, look, you just take it away. Wisdom and, is and what it's about, Joe. You just drop that wisdom. Okay. Welcome to the teachings of Thoughtful Troy. (laughs) While I was on a three-month safari in South Africa, searching for the recently extinct blue-jaw macaw, (laughs) I was made aware of another recently extinct beast, Jenny Craig. Rest in peace, Jenny. With Jenny about to be gone and my mind on the sultry sounds of the Blue Jay macaw, (laughs) I decided to come up with some of my own weight loss programs based on and around music (laughs) with the hope that they may help some of those who no longer have Jenny to assist them. Mm. The tasty, thoughtful Troy choices are... Joe? Yes. The Beyonce No Dessert Diet. <laughs> where you're never ready for that jelly. <laughs> <laughs> the 
The rapper's diet. Yes. To reduce your calories, instead of drinking a six-pack, you only ever have a two-pack. <laughs> I mean, that's deep cuts. For couples, <laughs> the me and you too diet. <laughs> Where you dish up the entire meal, but you can only ever eat the eggs. Oh. <laughs> only the eggs, Joe. Only the eggs. Lead guitarist for you too. Thank you very much. The Buddy Holly crash diet. <laughs> where you can only oh, eat come food. come on, it can't be too soon for a fucking Buddy Holly joke. It was the 60s, wasn't it? The 50s? Bit after the war, Joe. Bit after the war. <laughs> the Buddy Holly crash diet, where you only eat food that's plain. <laughs> the Michael Hutchins diet, <laughs> where you eat in excess... And then try not to choke on it. Oh, oh don't get hung up on that. <laughs> There's more, Joe. I'm sure there is. The presidents of the United States religious diet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you just have to move to the country and eat a lot of preachers. <laughs> move into the country, you're going to eat a lot of preachers. Preachers come from a can. There's two more to go, Joe. I'm sure there are. <laughs> I'm feeling slimmer as we go. Buckle in. <laughs> the in. John Lennon diet. Oh. Where you eat and drink as much as you want. Oh, sorry. When you eat and drink all you want and then finish with a few shots. <laughs> I don't know how this is still too soon. Like, I mean, people are hanging on to shit for a long time. You know... There is one that may be too soon. Oh, really? The final thoughtful Troy diet. <laughs> the Foo Fighters chicken diet. Oh. You can eat as much chicken as you want, but then suddenly, no drumsticks. <laughs> <laughs> no drumsticks, Joe. No, I got it. Because <laughs> they... Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Foo Fighters. Every diet program, Joe, yes. is available to purchase soon because nineteen ninety nine on the website. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. And bless. Oh, well, there you go. That was... Um, no I was going to play the music, but that was it. That was thoughtful. Tro- <laughs> the only thing that I've got to say is, a trophy for my love! <laughs> <laughs> Um, we are going to take a very short 10-minute break, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much. We are going to come back. Uh, we do a little thing called erotic reading roulette. So we read erotic chick lit. We started this off with Fifty Shades of Grey, and now we've got another book. Uh, so we'll come back in about 10 minutes, and we will get it done then. Yeah, about half an hour of sexy silliness. <laughs> 